What is going on? This is Michael Hacker with the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Today I'm joined with both Brian and Joey, where we get an update on Major League Fishing and the X Games. We then dive into our favorite American ski resorts, where we scour the internet for top lists to see how we fare against the pros. And then of course, we circle back and find the East Coast mountain gems you may or may not have heard of. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a comment, a like, and without further ado, All right, we are live. Welcome, gentlemen. And for those of you who are joining us at home today, thank you for joining us on the Hacker Outdoors podcast. Uh, You missed a little pre-show discussion. We were talking a little bit about the Wu-Tang Clan and um, seeing them in concert a few times. We will not be talking about Wu-Tang Clan today on this podcast. However, we will, uh, you know, definitely recommend Wu-Tang's for the kids. So definitely enjoy it. Get out there, listen to it. Um, guys, thank you for joining. It is wicked out there today. We have, uh, some nasty wind chill going on, um, and stay warm. Uh, this had me thinking of snowboarding. So that's going to be the topic of the day. However, before we did jump into that, uh, Joe, you had some major league fishing news that, uh, you had shared with us. Well, yeah, today was the first day of, let's see, where is that? Today was the first Toyota series event on Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn. So I guess it's the Southern series. They weighed in for the first day not too long ago. And lo and behold, Dakota E-Bears leading with 23 pounds even. So they were catching some pretty big ones. Um, I see what the Coe's weights were. The pros, I mean, they, 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 they're bringing some weight in. I mean, everybody in the top five is 20 pounds or more. And let's see how far it goes down. And, you know, 10th place is 18. So, I mean, they're, they're catching them. They're definitely catching them. The co-anglers were catching them too. Um, a guy named John Grobel in first place with the co-anglers with 18-4 with five fish, which good limit there for a co-angler. Wow, crushing it. And that ends on the 30th. So, <clears throat> you know, they'll cut down to 10 people on what's that? It's going to be Saturday. So that's Sam Rayburn in Texas. So we'll see how that goes. And they've been producing Sam Rayburn. I mean, that's like... Uh... Oh, yeah. Sam Rayburn's a monster. I mean, that's one of those places like on the bucket list to go fish. Definitely. Texas, Florida. The bigs live there. And it looks like... I mean, it's been really cool down in Texas, too. I mean, they had snow last week. Yeah. Um, it, it was pretty cool down there today, too, for takeoff. So the big the bigs are showing up. So we'll see how uh, it plays out for the rest of the week. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was excited to see that the first Toyota event of the year. I think that was the first one of the year. Pretty sure it was. I, I think you're right. I might be yeah. wrong on that, though. There might have been one in, in California. I think there's a California. Well, we don't count that. Too, but I don't, th- I, don't think, yeah, I don't think there's been one yet. But yeah, it's cold right now. I mean, Jasper, Texas today was 44 in the morning, high of 56, which is cold down there. And overnight tonight, it's supposed to be 38 down there in Rayburn. So. That's that's chilly down there. Um, yeah, it looks like Friday forty is a high. Saturday warms up a little bit, but yeah, but I mean they're catching them. <laughs> well, no, that's awesome. We wish all those guys good luck down there, and uh, hope they crush it and start breaking some records. Right, uh, great beginning to a season. That's well, a I, that's who, who that's huge. That um, Mikey Ball is fishing. He's a YouTube guy. He's a good fisherman. Um, 
He caught a 13-6 the other day down in Florida. 13-6 on a crankbait. I mean, monster And before that, he caught like a nine, two nines, and a seven. I mean, the big the bigs are biting down there, 100%. Hmm. So if, if you're down there, Texas, Florida, I mean, get out and fish. You, you're you're going to catch the big ones, 100%. I always love fishing in Florida this time of year. We would always okay. make somewhat of a trip down there and uh, – for the past decade or so, you know, last year and the year before, I think two years ago was last year we were down there this time and man, we would crush it. I mean, these bass, oh my gosh. Uh, some of the fondest memories of bass fishing. <laughs> Brian's smirking because he knows, man, the, the, these, <laughs> these secret spots. It's like, everyone's like, oh, you're going, you're going ocean fishing. No. Nope. No, we're yeah. bass fishing. That's... Nope. Florida is one of those places everybody's got to get to before, you know. Oh, yeah. Other times, Okeechobee, all, all those places. And they have that, that new lake down there that opened that's just producing monsters. I always forget the name of it. But uh, they, it just opened this year to the boat traffic. It was open for yak kayaks for like a year. Um, oh, they opened it for boat traffic. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they're catching absolute monsters. Headwaters Lake. It used to be old farmland. And um, yeah. they made a lake way back when on there. And they kept it closed to the public for years. And then like a year or two ago, they let some kayaks come on there. And, and this year, boats were allowed to go out and bigs, catching bigs. Scott Martin's daughter, at, Scott Martin, his daughter went out there and did a video. And I think his daughter called like a 9.8 and he had like a 9-something too. I mean, they wow. just breed them big down there. Those those Florida strains are huge, man. Short they're, and huge. Big. We, we, yeah, we, we know a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's one of those awesome. places too, where every every little body of water could have a really big fish in it. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the entire state of Florida, and there's it's there's awesome. tons of water down there too. Yeah. I mean, there's tons and tons of bass fishing water down there. That, mm -hmm. that, that's that's the best part, and the weather's warm. Yeah. yeah. Very rarely had, do they get a cold spell. I had to do a um, a work trip down there two years ago, I think it was, and we were down in Orlando. Um, not at Disney, but outside of Disney. And we're on this golf course. And, I, you know, I bring my Tenkara rod everywhere with me just because it's easy to travel with. And um, I didn't bring it with me there because I knew that catching a bass that size that I've caught down in Florida would just destroy my, you know, two-way Tenkara. But I'm walking along the, the course just taking a look at these ponds that are there, hundreds of them. And I catch these guys fishing. And I said to him, I said, oh, I was like, you guys know the secret. Hi, huh? go, they don't kick you out here. Do they? And he's like, no, he's like, we, uh, he's like, I come here every time. And this is my buddy. He's staying at the hotel for the conference, the conference that I was at. And he's like, he's like, man, we've been crushing it today. He's like, we caught like 15 fish so far. I'm like, yeah, see, that's, that's the secret, man. I was like, you just make friends with, uh, make friends with the groundskeepers and nobody kicks you out. Just even if you're Orlando, Orlando's got amazing bass fishing around it. It's you know, the Harris Chains right there. Harris Chains has monster bass in there. I mean, that and, and Disney property has monsters. I mean, there's charters on Disney property to go bass fishing in there. You know, all those lagoons connect all those lakes and the Harris Chain. I mean, big fish, big fish. If you're oh. down there. I mean, look into it. I mean, I know there's several, yeah. there's a charter I'm in touch with. I forget the name of his company, but he, he does it right out of Disney. I mean, if you're staying in Disney, come pick you up and take you out, and you'll you'll catch monsters. 
Well, I think that's the goal. Like, even if you were going down there for vacation and you're thinking, okay, let me go sail fishing because that's the, you know, prevailing thought when you're down there, right? Or do some ocean fishing, check out the bass fishing. You will not be disappointed. It is unbelievable. Even if it's, even if you don't go to Okeechobee, you know, check out bass fishing locally in whatever town you are. I guarantee you that little local pond or little local lake has monsters, like Brian said, 100%. Um, so that's yeah, Florida, dude, to me, and the, the most bass anglers, they think Florida and Texas. I mean, there's you got Okeechobee, you got the uh, the Harris Chain of Lakes, which is like an Orlando area. Um, you got the St. John's River. I mean, if you just look at a map of Florida and, and just just around Orlando, there's so many lakes, huge lakes, huge, huge bass. And they spawn constant year-round, you know, because of the temperatures. They're just constantly making babies. Yeah. Not like not like here where it's one time a year. And, and... No, yeah, where, where they get that one window. No, they just have multiple cycles spawn down there. and Just beast. Beast come out of there, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. We'll have, to, we'll have to do a field trip, the three of oh, us. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Do a around the world fishing fishing tour of florida (laughs) (laughs) i think you both would like that very much and so would i um so pivoting a little bit you know the x games right is it the x games this beginning this week yeah yeah it's uh starting this weekend i think it's in isn't aspen this year joe i forget it's aspen yet pretty much every year is uh aspen i don't think it's been away from there in a long while yeah it's exciting you know growing up we uh you know, all of us as extreme extreme sport fans uh, would look forward to X Games and you know, and watching on uh, on the ESPN or wherever it's it's playing. And you know, this year will be a little different, I'm sure. Like yeah, you know, everything else, but uh, it's gonna be good. I did see that uh, Mark more Mark McMorris dropped out. Um, I think he's he's um, got a t- positive test right now, so I think there's gonna be a few athletes that have ha- happens too. But uh, it's still gonna be fun to watch. So everybody should definitely check it out. It kicks yeah, off so- tomorrow with women's slope style and women's big air. And then you got the knuckle hook, which is incredible at 8.30 p.m. And then hmm. women's super pipe. Well, and then they, they did say that no spectators are allowed. Um, this yeah. is completely closed to public. Um, this is going through, uh, you know, obviously the 31st of so Sunday. Um, but, man, it's always such a pleasure to watch the X Games. I, I oh, yeah. Absolutely enjoy it. Um do my best to, to catch it and sometimes i miss it and then you of course brian message me and say hey mike are you watching um so you know i'm not a big tv watcher so i do tend to stream things a little bit plus, plus the list of the riders like snowboarders is always the best i mean yeah you got stale jamie anderson marcus cleveland red gerard Svince, florgan i mean it, sean white such seb Tuts is there i mean it's just the best of the best absolutely the best of the best and the course what looks is sick. You, Absolutely sick. I was just going to say, what what is your favorite? Who's my favorite? Um, contest. My favorite contest? Favorite contest. I don't know. LAX is pretty sick. Yeah. Um, LAX put some sick, sick comps on. The Open Series is always fun, but LAX just, for some reason, always has the biggest jumps and just the best snow. Um, I mean, X Games is cool. X Games is fun. I like it. Uh, the Knucklehuck last year was really fun. It was cool to see... Um, Seb Powell, win, who you know, who's originally from North Carolina and, and just an absolute ripper. Um, he had to back out this year because he got injured uh, late last season, early this season. He had surgery, so he had to unfortunately back out. But I mean, 
that knucklehead last year with him was just insane to watch. I mean, that, that kid's an ungodly rider. Like I said, he grew up in North Carolina, but his parents um, actually sent him to school, um, snowboard school in, uh, I think it's Stratton. You have a whole program up there for riders and skiers where, you know, you do school a couple hours a day and then you, you ride a couple hours a day and, and then pretty much training to be an Olympian or pro or you know, make this your career. True, true story, Green Mountain College, right? That's uh, I looked into going yeah. to school there because I love yeah. outdoor activities. And um, it's amazing that, that that's, that's something that you can do, right? Like we were talking about not knowing that pro fishing could be something you could do or even, you know, fishing in college as a sport. Like I was un completely unaware that you could do that. Um, and, but like you can actually go to school and study snowboarding and like <laughs> you live right there on the mountain, right? This is a funny story. I think it was the first year Woodward had skate, that Woodward had skateboarding. I, I was actually there. My cousin Chris went. It was like the first or second year they had skaters at Woodward because Woodward used to actually be a, a gymnastic camp. That was really the only type of thing they had growing up. And it was just, it, it wasn't what it is now. Now these kids, you know, they're going out west for the summer, riding all summer, you know, at High Cascade or the other camps out in Pacific and just shredding year round, so, you know, gives them a whole option to make that their career. It, it's a lot. It's a lot and for those kids to go stay away home from their parents for months and months at a time. And it, it's a lot of work too, to, to get to that point where these guys, girls get to. It will, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And, you know, you look at, I was watching, into martial arts and I know Brian is too. And I think Joe, you like MMA. I think we've talked about it a number of times and like these fighters coming out of the Eastern Bloc and, you know, of course, Russia, it's like these kids start training at pretty much, you know, young children, five years old, right? And you're developing skills that, the, you know, if, you know, of course things progress correctly, they don't get injured and everything like that. These are going to be the athletes of the future. and. I think we as Americans, that's kind of fallen behind, right? Like at least where we live, like we don't think of training kids. Like you think of um, the work that Tiger Woods' father had put him through since a young age. It really brought him into the game of golf um, from that time and really created the champion that he became. And you really need to replicate something like that if you're going to truly excel at a sport. And we used to work at a hockey rink and I remember parents would be screaming left and right all the time about how their kid's going to be, you know, you know, the star player of the NHL sometime, or, you know, these figure skating parents, it would be, you know, my kid's going to be in the Olympics for that. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's great. Your kid's been practicing since day one on that, but you're practicing in New Jersey, you know, and not under former Olympians and not, you know, great champions. The likelihood is, is that's not going to happen. But with the advent of all this new information that's out there, like you said, these kids are going to camps from a young age and they're being able to, in the case of snowboarding and skiing, rip from young age and learn from the best and do it almost all year round, right? Um, that's phenomenal. I mean, and that's going to make these people and us as America very competitive um, in the sports world for years to come. And it's necessary. Yeah, I almost feel like there's there's been a shift recently where – you know, at least when, when we were younger, we, we used to play every sport, every season. When the season changes, switch whatever sport you're playing. Right. So winter, you're playing basketball, spring, you're playing baseball or lacrosse. And then 
you know, summer, fall ball, I mean, uh, summer, summer ball, baseball, or, you know, whatever. You would go to summer basketball camp, Mike, uh, up in Allentown. But I, I think nowadays, I notice parents have kids sticking to one game. It's been a big kind of like dynamic shift, at least, you know, just now. So if a kid's a hockey player, they're going to play hockey year round. If they're going to play, if they're going to be a, you know, skateboarder, they're, they're going to camp Woodward during the winter. They're, they're, you know, they're going to the indoor skate parks, you know, you know, around, around the country. Um, It's uh, I think, you know, we're shifting kind of as a, as a culture when it comes to, to, to sports and it's going to take a generation for us to catch up. I think we're going to, we're a little behind right now when it comes to, you know, when you watch any, any professional sport, you know, people out of other countries, they're, they're more, they're crisper when it comes to their, their, their talent across the board. We have the one-off talent. We got baseball, we got football. Yeah. When I played baseball, I mean, if you wanted to play pro, you had to go play move down south so you could play all year wrong yep. and, and that existed but yes other sports are coming around like if they had snowboard camp in school like when i was growing up i would have done that and i, I can guarantee you i would have went pro we yeah. just didn't have it we didn't have that opportunity and, and, and i think wendell started coming along when i was like 15 16 but at that time it was it's too late through the roof and they didn't have all these sessions and it, it's just a whole nother but i, I hate to say it, but the, at that point it's almost too late for you to to go to a camp like that and really become the level that you need to be, right? Um, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we, we talk a lot about surfing and, and snowboarding, but like there's a reason why people are really good at those sports, grew up in areas where the best surf and the best mountains are. With right? snowboarding. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. The snowboarding is all about time on the snow, though. That's the biggest thing is time on yeah. the snow and, and right. being able to have the better parks around you and they don't need to be the best like like you know just good parks with with Mm -hmm. you know progressive terrain and whatnot you know i need to be on the snow as much as possible the the guy who designed the new uh mountain creek park uh i forget his name but he's he's a famous park designer for for uh for snowboarding um one of us can look it up in a second but when i when i saw that i actually immediately thought to myself like you know all right so out of mountain creek who's the next danny cass you know oh, they already had yeah they already uh, they're, they're, they're gonna have this this new this new park and this the guy running the parks here at mountain creek and you know kids are gonna be riding the best terrain park on the east coast for for the foreseeable future and you know it's gonna create somebody very good but you know back back to the time on the snow it it takes me a good solid i'd say four sessions to to really feel smooth again i'm i'm on my snowboarding you know it's you know, I think that goes a long way for, for, you know, progression as well. You're not really going to progress, uh, progress until you're, you're doing it consistently. hundred percent. You're hundred percent correct on that. Um, but speaking of, of snow resorts, uh, you know, I was, you know, obviously we were talking about Chris Barbieri last one. He was up in Vermont, right? Um, my buddy Julian's moving to South Carolina. He was telling me he was just up at uh, Mountain Creek and sent some pictures. It looked great. Brian, you sent me videos from Creek. It looked great. Um, but that really got me going and thinking of, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to work for a business right out of college and it was a ski travel company and it was um, pretty cool. Um, 
the job itself and the internship didn't work out, unfortunately, but uh, always had these ideas of these big ski resorts out west that, you know, are top tier places to visit. Um, and it got me wondering if you had to travel or if you could travel anywhere um, to snowboard in the United States, what resort would you choose? Um, it's it's kind of a, a loaded uh, question for me because I, I would go straight back to Montana. Yeah. Um, but let's say if I wouldn't go back to somewhere I know, um, you know, well, B Big Sky is just, you know, there's, to me, there was no, nowhere comparable. But from what I hear, too, of people that uh, that move there and live there now and say there's, there's not much uh, comparison between there and anywhere else, maybe Jackson. But I think I would like to go uh, to Jackson, Wyoming. Um, you know, Jackson Hole. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm sure I'm sure everybody out there uh, kind of has this idea of Colorado uh, in their heads and kind of those mountains. Um, a few of my friends who, who are avid snowboarders and travel for snowboarding, they would say that uh, that Lake Tahoe is, is the place to be with sheer snowfall, right? I see Joe's face. He's making... No, you think it's called. So if you if you know people in the know, they call it Sierra cement. They don't get the dry powder that Colorado gets. You'll get like a wet powder. And, and like if you go watch videos, like granted, they'll get dry powders occasionally, but most of the time it's Sierra cement. Like watching Casey Willex's vlog from like a year ago, and it's like Sierra powder, and like literally it looked like they were riding cement because there's just so much moisture in the snow. It's like suck into their board I mean, you just can't be the, the powder that you wreck i mean that dry snow i mean it's like you know there but if i could go anywhere in north america it'd be, probably be whistler or lake louise whistler well what about in america america yeah continental continental united states yeah. mm. summit county somewhere in summit i would stay in summit county colorado so hands down so, or I, utah I would, Utah gets maybe snowbird, like, you know, Brighton, Snowbird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, so between Colorado and, and Utah. All right. No, that's, that's fair. I think Utah would be cool because that's not someplace that, you know, I have been for, for snowboarding or any kind of outdoor activities except for hiking and doing canyoneering and whatnot. Um, yes. The new pro out of Mountain Creek is Sean Neary. He rips on the Red Bull team. Yeah, huh. so I throw that in there. So U.S. News um, ranked the top twelve ski resorts in the United States, and your former home, Breckenridge, Colorado, hit Throws number up one. Um, uh, me or Joe? Who froze? Uh, you froze, Mikey. Oh, all right. Maybe you did. Maybe it's my my VPN. Hold, hold, hold on one second. There we go. Is that better? Yep. All right. So, um, you know, your old stomping ground, Breckenridge, Colorado, hit number one on the U.S. news report here of top ski destinations. Um, no big surprise there. It says that nearly 3,000 acres of skiable terrain across 187 trails and with an annual snowfall averaging around 300 inches winter. That's... Yeah, some, a lot. The winter I was there, it was way over that. It was... It was... Right now, I'm looking at snowpack, and it looks like they have the best right now. That Breck? Yeah. No surprise there, man. 
uh, cool, cool town. I have a love-hate relationship with Breckenridge uh, for other reasons. And one of these days, if my, my book gets published, some of you people will find that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, number two is Park City. Um, I think I, I just like to see Park City. I don't, I don't know if it truly belongs on there. I don't know. I feel oh, like Utah Park City is insane. It, I know yeah. it's insane. I just, I, it's not on my top of the list of places to visit. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Number three is of course, Jackson Hole, um, which is absolutely on my top 10, I would say. Um, vale, followed by Steamboat Springs. Brian, your Big Sky Montana comes in at six. One of my favorite places to visit, Telluride comes in at number seven. And number eight is good old Aspen. Now, Joe, did you did you board in Aspen when you were out in Colorado? I've been to Aspen. I never rode Aspen, but if you're out there, you got to see Vale. I mean, Vale is so ungodly huge. The amount of turn, I, I can't even explain it to you. But pretty much, think of it like this: they have lifts that go up the mountain, then down, then up, then down, then up. It, it's huge. To huge. get you where you gotta go. That's I mean, crazy. you could spend years there and probably not touch every piece of terrain they have. That's it, awesome. it is huge. Absolutely that's, huge. That's why I like Big Skies because I went four hours without seeing another person other than the lift operator on the on the, um, on the one side of the mountain. Um, it, I, I like that. I, I think you know, with with a group a group of friends that you can keep track of each other. You know, go somewhere where you can kind of just do your own thing and not see anybody, not run anyone. That's that's the best. Yeah, yeah Breck's awesome. huge too. People used to say. If you don't really know the Breck Mountain, some people say, "Oh, Breck's flat; doesn't have that that grade of blah 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 blah." It's they just don't know the mountain. You have to spend time there and really learn the mountain and learn where to go. You know, unfortunately, most tourists or people come from out of town stay, you know, either at peak eight peaks, you know, blah blah blah. They stay in one little area. They don't go exploring. I mean, it is tons of train there too, but so does Copper and ABs, and I mean. It's just a different world out there if you haven't been out there. I mean, Utah is absolutely gorgeous and some of the best snow conditions ever, ever. Yeah, of course, Aspen always conjures up memories of Dumb and Dumber. Uh, <laughs> Steamboat. Now, Steamboat's absolutely amazing, too. Absolutely amazing. But there's a place that's more foo-foo than Aspen is, is Beaver Creek, which they get incredible snow, too, and have really good riding. That was on a list that, uh, that yeah. I had saw, and I you know, it actually, so through this list, you know, Taos, New Mexico is on here and they finish out with Sun Valley, but number 10, they have the Finger Lakes here in New York, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, it's really, it really, 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 really cold. <laughs> yeah. 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 So well, I, all right, let's know. talk about the East Coast real quick. I mean, would you, down. would you put white face in the finger lakes region over j peak or the, the northern mountains let's say j who, who else what else is up there uh sugarloaf and jay's peak are on a whole nother another yeah. level uh jay's peak has what they call what they call the j cloud it's kind of where they're situated how farther from the coast and the, i think it's champlain up there they have like their own storm systems and, and they'll just yeah. get socked in with the snow coming off the lake and, and they get over 300 inches a year it just dumps and I've been there when we've gotten three feet. But the only problem is bitter, 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 bitter cold. I mean, the yeah. one day we were there and it was a powder day. It was so cold when you when you would breathe in through your nose, you could feel the actual 
nose hairs you can't even see in your nose freeze like you could feel it freezing so cold sugarloaf actually has a bug tree line riding like that's way up in maine they get a good bit of snow too but jay's peak is from what i've seen as close as you can get to riding out west on the east coast as far as terrain the glades the powder uh, it's steep like one of the steepest runs i've ever seen is that jay's peak underneath their tram underneath their gondola that runs absolutely insane insane well snow snowpack.com <laughs> yeah snowpack.com has best list of top 10 east coast um mountains right so Montremblant is number one right feels like you're in a european mm. ski town with the transatlantic air that without the transatlantic like... airfare price yeah see, some cool. of these some of these um, killington Resort. some of these things i swear they, they paid to get in there mount treblanc is not a big resort people certain people like it because you're in quebec and it's it's i guess you feel like you're in a different i mean you are in a different country and they speak a different language and they have the village of mount treblanc but it's if i was going to spend money to, to go somewhere yeah i i, I guess maybe if i was up there right but you know killington comes in at number two followed by stowe um followed by number four would be jay's peak right um it says <laughs> highlight snowiest <laughs> ski resort in the east huge indoor water park climbing gym and much more new base area includes luxury lodging however there is no light nightlife or real town nearby okay yeah. well that's so so really february 9th 2020 jay's peak number one snowiest in the east coast Average annual snowfall, 359 inches. Wow. See, I wow. think like Stratton and Killington and Treplanc always go high on the list and Stowe because they have like that down, the whole, what they call it, like the base area and the Apreski, the downtown yeah. and, you know. People like the, you can go and resort right. end of it. Meanwhile, you know, I, I'll give a shout out to the favors where I was on the West Coast, uh, well, mountains, uh, Montana was Bridgeable. When you're at the bottom of Bridgeable, which is, you know, when, when you're a skier, snowboarder, it's a big, famous, you know, kind of low-key mountain. There's no, there's nothing there. There's just people drinking beer in a parking lot at the end of the day. Yeah, they, the just turn a, they just turn the lifts off. That at, place at stays open in the summer, too. Yeah, it's incredible. But that, I think, I think there's, there's definitely a, a, a difference between that type of mountain and, you know, let's say, you know, a, a Jay Peak and a Killington. You're going to Jay Peak for for legitimately for the riding to stay in a in a cabin with your whoever you're with, versus going to Killington. You're going for the kind of you know the nightlife that comes with with a ski resort. Jay's Peak is also really cool too because it's on the it's so close to Quebec that there's a lot of French speaking. You do kind mm -hmm. of feel like you're in another another planet. I mean, it, it that place is just gorgeous in the, in the snow they get. But another good place on the East Coast is Snowshoe. Snowshoe, West Virginia gets a ton of snow. People don't realize that. They average over 200 inches a year. Wow. Um, but again, freezing, freezing cold. Yeah, cold, cold temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like today, it's going to be 10 degrees tonight. Is it tonight? No, this weekend. This weekend, yeah. With the wind chill, it's going to be even chillier than that. Um, so we did, we did get an update from Julian, who was up at Mountain Creek. He said that, you know, the gondola was just an incredibly long, stupid wait. Yeah. Um, he said singles were getting their own cab constantly, so that was pushing 
everything back for people who are there in groups. Um, so he did say that, you know, if you're one for social distancing, even when you're out, maybe you do not want to be going to Mountain Creek and go snowboarding um, because you're waiting in line and they're, you're not adhering to the six feet minimum. Now, if you're okay with that, like a lot of people are, then by all means, go do it, but you're going to be waiting for a long time to, to get on the lifts there. Um, he did say the conditions were pretty decent. Um, you know, it is cold. They've been blowing snow. Uh, you know, if you follow them on uh, Instagram or any of the social media platforms, you would have seen that, you know, there were some nice conditions. Some guys were shredding and uh, Mount Creek was reposting, which is, is always nice to see um, other people riding before you get up there. Because in my mind, it's still, I don't know, it's still a little crummy out to be getting up there, but uh, I might be wrong. Maybe, maybe Monday when we get five to eight inches of snow, uh, we'd get a fresh pow pow day. Um, and it'll be a different story. So you know, maybe we'll be singing our tune a little bit differently. Um, ice fishing has begun, Joe. I, I wanted to tell you. Um, so I did see a bunch of the lakes up here have about two inch base ice, uh, which is awesome. Um, I'm hoping that you know by next week, maybe we'll be a little bit thicker. And uh, I do not have any ice fishing gear, but uh, I do know someone who does. So I would love asked him actually if I could borrow his gear and get out on Lake Apacom um, to see how that goes. So um, I'll keep you posted, everyone that's listening on that one. Um, guys, any last words before we do bounce? Joe, you're on mute. You're on mute, though. Joe. <laughs> Seven <laughs> Springs. Mouth. Seven Springs in Pennsylvania is probably one of the top East Coast resorts, especially if you uh -huh. want to ride park. Their park is insane. It's a Good size, I mean, very good sized mountain. Um, a lot of skiable acres. Um, um, that Google place right now. It's incredible. It gets a, a lot of snow too. So, throw that out there too, because I think you know, that's where we used, to, we used to ride there a lot. Um, we'd make the ride about three hours from us to go ride there. Whereabouts in PA is that? You know, they, they actually had this the super park there a couple of years ago, Transworld Super Park. I mean, they they their their park is on point. It's always up there. Top rated, top twenty-five. Wow! If you want some place to check out, definitely check out Seven Springs, and they've been getting a lot of snow lately. Oh, good, good feedback, yeah. Joe. Definitely. Thank you, uh, Brian. Any last words? No, nothing. Just get outside, guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the weather and uh, the cold, and go go ski or snowboard, go for a hike or go ice fish, whatever you got to do. Awesome. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. I hope you both have a great weekend to the listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, we ask that if you did like this, you know, please go ahead and subscribe on whatever channel you are listening this to this on. Um, and also give us a thumbs up on YouTube if you're doing it there. Leave us a comment and a rating on the social media platforms, whatever. We are kind of all over the place now. So we do have a Facebook page as well as Gab and, you know, some of these newer ones. Rumor has it Joe is creating a TikTok so we can do some of those silly dances. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. Um, uh, the nephews did ask for me to do that. I said I will. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we'll we'll talk about that offline. Um, but you know, stay safe, everyone, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Later, brothers. Later, guys. Later. 
All right, so that was the Hacker Outdoors podcast with Michael Hacker, Brian Hacker, and of course, Joey McCormick. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to or watching this on. Please check the show notes for some links about the topics we discussed today. And as always, we thank you for listening. <laughs>